Good morning. I'm glad y'all are here. I appreciate it. Making the decision to be here. So I'm in this preaching slot. But I don't really consider what I'm doing right now as preaching. Um, I'm thinking more of me just talking. <laughs> I know the similarity. Telling you things about something I've been thinking about for a little bit of while, a little while now. And then a couple of weeks ago, there was something that we'll get to in a minute <clears throat> that sort of brought it back or reinforced the thought patterns I'd been having for a little bit of a little bit of time. So, um, if you've been here for any length of time, you know that you will hear often um, what I'm about to say uh, repeated from people who are up on stage, and it's you know here. Is a place where we help you find hope, live with purpose, right? So I'm going to focus this morning just on the find hope piece, okay? So <clears throat> we advertise, we say, hey, come here, find hope. So what are we, what are we doling out here? For hope. I mean, we're, we're going to want you to find it, and we've said you can find it here with us. I've been thinking about this for a while. This idea of hope, there's so much wrapped in it. Underneath, I see hope as this big umbrella, and underneath, there's so much that goes on that we consider when it comes to hope. Fear, I'll give you a second, uh, an example in a second. Desperation, when we're looking for hope, there's all these circumstances that bring us to this sort of man I need some hope. We don't verbalize it exactly like that. Now, I've said for some time now that find my friends is not my friend on the phone. Now, it used to be back in the day, meaning before cell phones and find my friends app, that we didn't know we couldn't keep track of the location of all our loved ones. We just had to sort of guess. I remember when I would drive home from here when I was a student to Dangerfield, Texas, my one stopping off point when I would call my parents, my dad, who was really super concerned about it, was in Tyler. There was this convenience store that had a self, um, excuse me, a payphone hanging outside on the brick wall. And I would call, I would dial it, I would call collect. I know some of you are going, what in the, what is he talking about? And then they would have to accept the charges. And I would call my dad and let him know, I'm a Tyler. And I think his anxiety would tamp down a little bit. Woe be it to me if I were taking longer to get to Tyler than I should have been. <clears throat> or longer to get home that hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes or so from Tyler. But find my friends for me, because I can keep up with everybody all of the time, has not been favorable for me. Because I'm always watching. If you're a Miller, 
you will know that that's the case. I remember one example I'm going to just share with you because I'm going to talk about this fear, desperation sort of thing in, 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 in regard to hope. I'm watching it. Jeb, my youngest, <clears throat> in his earlier driving days, was driving back one early morning from Fort Worth. Starting back pretty early, before we would normally have gotten up. But me, I'm checking. Where is he? Is he progressing? It's, it's, you know, now, if you get that Find My Friends open, it says where they are. Now it sort of moves with this live thing, whatever. I don't understand what I'm talking about. But a lot of times it's just right there. Then I'll wait for a minute to update to make sure it's moving. As it moved down the road further, indicating to me he's traveling. Well, this one morning I'm watching, and some of you who are familiar with the back and forth from Fort Worth on 35W, you will remember that on the right, if you're traveling to Fort Worth North, or on the left, if you're coming back south, there's Hugley Hospital. So one morning I'm watching this Find My Friends, and it's early. No one else is up, just me, because I'm watching, thinking about this three-ish hour drive. And I'm watching this Find My Friends, and there it ends up. There's, this, there's Jeb's face on the little circle on Find My Friends over there near that Hugley Hospital. Well, me, because I'm me, start wondering what is going on. So my only, my only, the only thing I can really think to do is just start calling. Now, maybe if you're a child, this has happened to you. It's happened to my children multiple times where I send multiple texts accompanied by multiple phone calls. It doesn't serve my purposes to call and then wait a couple minutes and think maybe, maybe he'll answer. No, I'm going back and forth. Voicemail, voicemail, voicemail. The more I'm calling, the more desperate I'm feeling. I'm out on my front porch now because, <laughs> because I'm walking around. I'm on the phone. I'm just and, and I'm calling over and over because I can't rationalize in my mind why you're over there by Hugley Hospital. Turns out gas stations are close to hospitals. <laughs> and so he does finally call back. Of course, I've now been waiting for the answer on the other end to know and hear that voice. It's a super calm voice because he's just getting gas. I've conjured up all kinds of other things in my mind. I know some of you know what I'm talking about. This fear, desperation, concern, how it plays out with the hopeful outcomes we seek. See, hope is this umbrella, again, for a bunch of different outcomes that we seek, that we want, that we need. Sometimes those are manifested in just daily concerns and circumstances. For example, this is hypothetical, fictional, but someone comes in our, our building goes, and, and they need hope. And hope for them is a new bed or money for a mattress. In that circumstance, we might be able to help you. Here's some money or here's a mattress. Some people might come in and need a vehicle or money for rent. Here, that's... No, they're walking and going, I hope these people can help me. See how it's verbalized? Hope they'll hear me. Hope they have resources to give me. Sometimes it's a health thing where we want prayer. So, yeah, we can pray for you. Come on in here. We can do that. 
Um, sometimes it's a friend because of loneliness. Can you just be with me? Need somebody to talk to? Yeah, we can do that. So it manifests itself in that way where we are often God's um, emissary, purveyor of hope because he works through us because we can answer these, these questions, these needs, and we can help provide the outcome that they're seeking. That's all under hope. I hope I get some help. I hope I get some money. I hope I have a good report from the doctor. I hope that um, I can pay my bills. However it fleshes out for different people at different times, these outcomes we're seeking, and they're all under this big umbrella of hope. We don't always verbalize it, and sometimes hope for us is sort of vague. We don't often always verbalize it as in a hopeful outcome, but it's most often attached to hope, even though we don't use the word hope necessarily. And so this find hope for us as a body of God's people manifests itself in a lot of different ways. There's um, a verse, Romans chapter 15, you're going to see I'd like us to read together. <clears throat> Then we're going to talk a minute about what immediately precedes this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now there's a lot, there's a bunch of things chunked in that verse. May the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God of hope. So where does hope reside? It's with God. He's identified here as the God of hope. Now, think for a second, maybe more recent, could be further back in the past. I want you to think about a circumstance or situation where it seems hopeless. Sometimes to be able to get the conjure up the feeling of hopeful or hope realized is to go back and remember when we were hopeless or less hopeful. In this passage from chapter 15, verse 1 through 12, this is what's going on. Paul has spent a bunch of Romans talking about the Jews and the Gentiles, the Jews, the chosen people, the Gentiles now included in this great family of God, and how there's, there's the strong and there's the weak, and then there's the need to get along. So he's been saying that Jew, Gentile, weak, strong, we all are in this one family needing God. And in verse 5, I'll read to you, it's not going to be on the screen from chapter 13, I mean, excuse me, 15, it says this. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Jesus Christ. So that with one heart and one mouth, 
you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. See what he's doing there? That all these differences in all these Jews and Gentiles who are quite different. His goal of this one family is that with one heart and one mouth in unison will glorify the God who then he identifies in verse 13 as the God of hope. His goal here is partly unity and he's trying to see how you can get it. And then he mentions this prayer. This is a prayer. May the God of hope fill you all with joy and peace as you trust in him and your hope overflows. I don't know about you, but I love some overflowing hope. That's what he says here. And hope, I think, is this sort of inward cry that we have to go to God when things are hopeless. We'll give you an example. But first, a little bit about this. When there are life-changing circumstances or events, you notice how externals just sort of fall away. Everybody is sort of hyper-focused. And then unity seems to pervade everything. A great example that most of us are going to be able to familiar with, I remember, is 9-11. Try to transport yourself back and remember immediately past 9-11, the unity and this is a bunch of different people in the U.S. who have a lot of different opinions and a lot of different points of conflict. But after 9-11, man, don't you remember? Unified. Now, it was a patriotic unification around our country, but notice how all the externals just went away. And the focus was what? On what we were unified on that's what happens I think in life changing circumstances I believe that because we're God's creation you have in you this sort of compulsion to reach out to him in dire circumstances And that's because there's only one God of hope. In hopeless situations, where are you going? Who else do you have on your list to turn to when, thing is, when things are grave? Our circumstances are surprising and life-altering. Now, I said I'd been thinking about this for a time, and I have because, you know, I work here, and so there's a lot of finding hope. And I thought to myself, okay, so someone comes in and says, hey, I heard out on the street I can find hope here. Give me some. Okay, so what does that look like? So I've been thinking about it. And then there was this circumstance that happened a couple of weeks ago this event that had this sort of same, albeit not on the same level to the same degree, even the same manner as 9-11, 
But yet, it had a little bit of a tinge of focus immediately after. So, a couple weeks ago, on Monday night football, some of you would have seen this and be familiar with it. Some may be watching. Um, some maybe have just heard about it since then. Buffalo Bills player suffers cardiac arrest, has to be resuscitated on the field. Now this, we would agree, is a life-changing event. This is a serious moment. If you were watching that night, you would have been able to tell it. You would have been able to feel it. It would have been palpable. This happened right after. These are the football players praying on the field. You see, when things get crunch time, whether you declare yourself as an obvious believer and disciple of Jesus or whether you're just a casual one or whether you just don't really follow Jesus at all, there's only one place to go. And that's what you do because there's only one answer. The Monday night after that, this happened. This is the Jaguars and the Titans playing, I think, Monday night. and Maybe Sunday doesn't matter. It's a week or so later, I think. A couple days at least later. What do you do? You do the only thing, and I think it's what your created being compels you to do, although we don't always answer super, but you do the only thing. There's only one God of hope. I mean, there's no other place to get it. So, you do this. In this case, you all get down on your knees and pray. What else would you do? Why would you find yourself doing this? A couple Wednesdays, Sundays, months, weeks, prior to the suffering of the cardiac arrest on the field, a lot of these people are like, eh, God, eh. But when it comes down to it, and you have to have something, and it's big, there's only one place. There's only one being who's dealing with hope. To continue on, this is the guy, Damar Hamlin, who was on the field flat on his back, suffering cardiac arrest. He says, the love is felt and extremely real. No matter race or religion, everybody coming together in prayer. Do you know why that is? Because there's one God of hope. Race, religion, what do you believe about that? What do you believe about that? What do you believe about that? Where are you from? Bam. Doesn't matter. Get on your knees. Because there's only one person to go to. Do you see anybody doing anything different? They're calling on any other God? Because there's no other God. This is it. There's one. The next day, I think going back, this guy, I do not know, except if I would have seen this picture before what I'm showing you, I would have known he was a talking head on sports things. 
His name's Dan Orlovsky. So he does something that we're going to watch the video of that is pretty remarkable. Um, football gave me everything. You know, and I think even through the midst of absolute tragedy last night, I think you saw some of the beauty of football mm-hmm. as well, that it's brought us all here together. Um, you know, like, this is a little bit different. I heard, I've heard it all day, like, thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him. And I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say, like, we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want to – it's just on my heart that I want to pray for It is. Demar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um, I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that you're God, and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad. We're angry. Um, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray, truly come to you, and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. Um, I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up Damar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 ESP. <clears throat> now, a side note is I thought this cat was fired. <laughs> Honestly. ESPN, national TV, bowing his head to pray. The guts, I don't know this dude. I'm not, I'm not promoting him at all. I'm a fan. I don't know much about him. He prays on national TV on ESPN. I'm going I'm I'm to be sort of on your side. I like that. But there's a, notice that a bunch of stuff just falls off when it comes down to life-changing events. There's these, uh, you remember, the, you know, these old songs. Uh, um, Thank you to Jansen Leiden, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. There's a lot of old songs that I remember. Not this is necessarily, we've, I think we sing this regularly. I don't keep a running chart of what we sing. But there's some that we don't sing so much anywhere. Oh, to be like thee, love lifted me. Some of these songs have great, great words in them. And so I'm not going to read the whole song and by any stretch, but I want to point out a couple things that you just saw. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. You just saw that. Stormy gale. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. You just saw that. Because that's what happens. And that's the only thing to do when your hope and stay is giving way. And there's only one God and one giver of hope. You know, find hope. What are we giving out here? Now, we can answer immediate needs, and I think that's hope. But 
We can answer the call when people come to us for specific, important needs. That's hope. But all hope, whether it's generated through our own heart, whether it's through our actions, or whether it's the fierce knowledge that God keeps his promises, it all generates from God. We are not the generator of hope. We can be the communicator of hope because what God has done for us and what we believe about God, and that's part of what we are here. So when we say find hope, it's not specific to 2475 Earl Rudder Freeway South, 77845. We inhabit this place on occasion. We are the deliverers of hope because of God's goodness, but with the recognition that all hope comes for God. I can't, I can't generate hope without him, nor can you. It's not possible to do. Because there's only one. So what am I trying to do here? Am I thinking about hope? I'm trying to remind myself That this unity that we have in the one God of hope surrounds and envelops us and helps some externals fall off because. At crunch time, and you can define crunch time however you like, they're falling off and you're hitting your knees because there's only one person being who can answer the call. That's who you have chosen and choose daily to follow. I, admittedly, Love Christmas music. The reverent, the, what's another, the sort of silly. I can get behind Rudolph and the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Silent Night's great. Some of just the musical things. You know, a little, a little bit of rocking around the tree thing. That's all good. There are great lines in Christmas songs. Just they're like they're great lines and my hope is built on nothing less. Here's one for you. It's the only one. I'm not going to go through a myriad list of my favorite Christmas songs. And I know Christmas Day is behind us. Here it is. It's from O Little Town of Bethlehem. And here it is. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. And there are no other ones. There's no other one. Let us remember in the smaller circumstances of life when we are wanting hope and when we are under big huge boulders of pain and fear. There's only one. 
And if you can go back to the verse 15, 13, I don't know if you can. Romans, genius, amazing, thank you. May the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him more. Remember, trust in, I'm going off the top of my head now. So that you may overflow with hope by the power, only the power of God the Holy Spirit. 